Welcome to another episode and installment of the Star Bros Podcast. This is episode 65. Uh, we're coming for well, we're a bit virtual again tonight, unfortunately, mm-hmm. because that that COVID thing just just does not want to go away. It's been three years. You think we'd be like tired and want to take a nap by now? It's definitely overstated. It's welcome, but we're yeah. adapting and we're overcoming. Yep. So you know, we'll we'll uh, just you, we're coming at you virtual again tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've got a special episode lined up for you because we're going to be talking about stormtroopers. And John, mm-hmm. why don't you talk for a couple of seconds while I do something over here? Sure. Um, so this is episode 65, and we are going to be talking about stormtroopers. And in order to facilitate some of the conversation, um, I, I think we're going to have an actual real-life stormtrooper joining us. And oh, and there he is. Um, this is a TK1113. Um, also so, I mean, known as you can my... call me whichever TK number you want. I don't know. TK65, since this is the 65th episode. How about that? Can you not hear me? Yeah, he can't hear me. So he's he's just making things up. Um, but we'll call him TK1113 because it's not what he picked. Uh, but in real life, he is my bro host, Ben Skywalker. And, and I think I'm your you bro... just introduced me, so I'll introduce you as well. You're my bro host, Jan Solo. <laughs> Thank you, TK. I appreciate it. Um, if, you, if you could bring Ben back, that would be really helpful. Uh, for for those of you who are listening on the podcast and you can't see, uh, I, I don't know where Ben went, but all of a sudden I'm now joined by a stormtrooper and um, a, a, a pretty cool looking stormtrooper at that. Uh, he's got his, uh, as you would expect, his stormtrooper helmet on. Um, he's wearing a red Star Wars t-shirt. Didn't necessarily expect that, but hey. No, maybe it's not it's, a Star Wars one. It's just a red t-shirt. Just a red t-shirt. <laughs> well, it's the weekend. So you're a stormtrooper on the weekend. Is yeah. you're, you're a weekend trooper. Now, the question for you is, do you know which one this is? That looks like a probably like Return of the Jedi era Stormtrooper. Close. Empire? This would be Empire. Okay. Yeah. Uh, this is uh, the Black Series. I, I, I wish I could remember the actual name, but yeah, it's from it's from um, Empire Strikes Back. And uh, yeah, my wife got it for me probably like three years ago or something like that. And I'm enjoying it. <laughs> I'm just I'm picturing the people who are going to listen to the podcast and they're they're listening in their car or something and your voice is <laughs> coming from the inside of the stormtrooper helmet. It's amazing. What's a good stormtrooper line that I could say in this thing? Um, open the blast doors. Open the blast doors. That's a good one. And then you can shoot the blast doors and they'll open because that was your intention. We've talked about this pew, before. Pew. pew. Yeah, that makes that sound. In the Star Wars galaxy, whatever you want a door to do, if you shoot it, it will do that thing. So if you want to close it and it's open and you shoot the the uh, button, then it'll close and, and vice versa. So yeah. a little bit of Star Wars magic there for you. How about I come back to just being regular me? Is that fine? Sounds great. Yeah. Come on back. All right. Talk for another three seconds. I'll be right back. I prefer an awkward silence, but. Oh, awkward silence works too. Welcome back. Oh, hey, thanks. Who'd you, who who was here while I was away? It was uh, TK65. 65? I, I thought you said 113. I'm so lost right now. I said 1113, but then you reintroduced yourself with your proper TK number. Um, <laughs> because remember, stormtroopers are faceless and they are nameless and they just have their kind of serial number that they live That's with. That's true. And so, you know, I, I, I'm not very good at keeping numbers straight. So I apologize well, to TK63 or whatever it was. <laughs> well, either way. I, I hope that was a treat for listeners <laughs> or it might've just been the weirdest thing that we've ever done. Questionable. And, and yes. Yeah. Very, very questionable. I mean, we're, we're professional podcasters at this point. We should mm-hmm. be, uh, mm-hmm. we should be more professional than that. We're professional unpaid podcasters. <laughs> <laughs> 
how about we get into uh well i guess i should ask first how you been man i haven't talked to you like i'm i'm good much. how are you i'm good other than fighting off the COVID thing i mean i don't have it everyone else seems to want to have it but i you're, don't you're you're kind of in the eye of the storm i'm hoping you don't yes. get it i'm hoping it doesn't spread anymore but uh, yeah. i we're, we're taking the proper precautions we're doing what you're supposed to do yes um and and recording separately but i'm glad to hear that you're well uh, i'm about to ruin your night oh come on man because i have Friday. Jokes. why would you do that what do you what do you have jokes jokes yeah dad jokes well this is an episode about stormtroopers okay and I have some stormtrooper jokes. Okay. Just to kind of get us excited about the topic. Um, Go ahead. <laughs> all right. Oh, what, I'm what's, so a, what's, what's a stormtrooper's favorite store? Favorite store? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. The Dalmat- something about Dalmatians because they're wearing black. I don't know. The one next to Target. <laughs> That's actually really good. <laughs> uh. Why isn't it special when your stormtrooper boyfriend misses you? Why isn't it special when your stormtrooper boyfriend misses you? Uh, (laughs) Because if he's shooting at you, it's a good thing that he misses you. (laughs) It's not good. It's not special that your stormtrooper boyfriend misses you because he misses everybody. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) I was like, it's got to have something to do with the target thing again. All right. Last one. Why are stormtroopers always late? Um, something about missing targets again. <laughs> I don't know. They they miss the bus. They miss the bus. Yeah. What bus? Why are they late? They miss the bus. They they just, you know they miss their. I told you I was going to ruin your night. <laughs> that, that that would have been the one to start with, like the one to end. Oh, okay. Yeah, I ended on the bad one. They're you all ended bad. on the bad one, which means it's a great one. <laughs> if you're going by the quality of dad dad, dad jokes you know it's but, but the hey, worse they are the better they are that's true um but tonight's episode is about stormtroopers we'll get to that in a little bit we have some other stuff to cover but we did want to mention quickly that this is episode 65 it is and the next why is that one, so special because the next one <sighs> which will be good this one might oh. not i don't know it's gonna I mean, be <laughs> it'll be we'll do our best <laughs> the next one i think if i un- i follow your logic here because after 65 comes 66 should we just skip over that one no we should oh. we should dive into episode 66 next time around uh and we're gonna fully embrace about, it fully embrace it we're going to be talking about order 66 yes all all the it's a pivotal moment in star wars lore and history but it's one that is coming back in a way because we're getting flashes of grogu being saved from the jedi temple during during order 66 and i think we get a yeah potentially and i think we're getting potentially some more of that in season three of mandalorian so everything that is old is new again and that includes order 66 buckle up baby this is gonna be fun how about we get into that since you're starting to allude into some of the news and that we need to cover sure. let's, let's just get there how's that sound okay that sounds good and then we can talk about that specific moment but yes we will be talking about order 66 next time that will be a lot of fun yeah um but the first segment is called news from across the galaxy well, 
that poor dude yeah order 66 will not be kind to him either i'm nope. sure nope um all right so you started alluding to it the mm-hmm. biggest news that came out of the last two weeks for us was we finally got season three the the trailer for th- season three of the mandalorian mm-hmm. dropped during monday night football uh it was the only time i've ever watched monday night football in really many years okay. yeah i don't really watch okay. football much um and it did not disappoint um I would love to get your thoughts on it. There are some really key moments which we got to talk about in the trailer, but what did you think overall? So before we jump into it, I will just say that that was one of the most fun nights on Star Wars Twitter in a long time. Was that? Because everybody was tweeting sort of like counting down to wait, how much longer until the until it drops? And um, you mean why for like am- half a second Twitter Star Wars Twitter was happy? happy and also kind of (laughs) rallying around this experience of like, Oh my gosh, we're getting a trailer that we're excited about. And this is so much fun. And it was, it was goofy and silly. And there was a lot of people who are tweeting stuff like, why am I watching a sports ball event? (laughs) Like (laughs) (laughs) that that was, that was me that tweeted something like that, (laughs) like all all that silly fun stuff. And then as soon as it came out, you know, people are reacting, asking questions. What's going on here? Well, who's Babu Frick's friend? And and so on and so forth. <laughs> there's um, another. <laughs> there's another. Uh, and 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 so it was. It was just like a really fun night of sort of the build up, the anticipation. I was enjoying Monday Night Football and that. But oh, good for you! Some people get to have it all. What can I Jock say? and nerd. Look yeah, at that. Way more of a nerd. But uh, I appreciate you saying <laughs> oh, that. Yeah. Uh, so I, I I think as far as trailers go. You know, I think they're supposed to do the job of telling you a little bit of the story while building and continued anticipation for the show um, and just getting you hype for what is to come. And I feel like it accomplished that for me. So it's funny you say that, because I think that this is one of the best trailers of all time and one of the worst trailers of all time. Huh? At the same time, let me explain, because this was very exciting, like there was a lot of great moments in it and things to get you excited Babu freak showing up it had all all the mandalorians just i want mm-hmm. every single one of them as a pop figure on my shelf back there there were some great moments and so that was way one of the best trailers got you excited like you just said one of the reasons it was the worst because usually the the theatrical trailer the second trailer is the one that's supposed to tell you a little bit more what, what the, the story is going to be what's yeah. the story going to be what am i going to see this time not just like a visual you know a, a visual confetti for you to just uh enjoy Dude, that's such a good up. way to put it that's right? such a good way to put it that's pretty much all this was though it was just another teaser trailer like the only real thing yeah wise that it gave us was that he was uh the, um the mandalorian din Djarin is going to try to atone yeah and that was it and i have a punch that that's not going to be the focus kind of like with season two where it was all focused on uh finding the jedi uh like that was the the whole theme mm-hmm. of season two i don't believe that this is going to be the whole theme of season three but maybe i'm wrong i just i, I feel like we didn't really get much on the plot yeah um and, and so it leaves me wanting more which makes it a great trailer mm-hmm. but because it didn't really follow that norm i'm like wow I have no idea what this is going to be about. You don't okay. usually walk away from a second trailer like that. That That's fair. Um, so, yeah, you're I'm right. I'm calling I, it bad. I'm just saying it didn't follow norms. No, no. Yeah, I didn't think you were. Uh, I, so I think we get uh, a glimpse of what might be an important arc this season of of the atonement, which, you know, surprised me a little bit. I, I, I wasn't sure if that's... I, I wasn't sure if... 
so first off, not really sure how much time has elapsed since the last time we saw Dinjarin. I kind of thought that perhaps he would start to grow beyond this whole thing of atoning and becoming uh, or getting back in the good graces of the armor, et cetera, and being the Mandalorian that he pictured himself being and and all that for a long time. Maybe he does. Maybe, maybe he does. So I was a little bit surprised that like that's the priority of this this particular season. But I think you're right. Like maybe, maybe that's that that's not a big part of this season. I, it could be like a red herring thing where they say, yeah, here's where we're going to start out. And in fact, it doesn't, it goes sideways very quickly. And all of a sudden there's something else that's a more pressing priority or something. I don't know. So I, I, I agree in that we don't really know what the story is going to be, but we got some really satisfying flashes of things. Yeah. We, we, we got, we got glimpses. We got a walking monkey lizard in a tree. Yes. <laughs> uh, we got that. We, we got what appears to be Jedi fighting off the the troopers in the jedi temple during order 66 which yep. as we mentioned could be a little bit more of grogu's backstory and how the heck did he get out of there yep we we get babu freaking his friend and not not sure why anybody's going to see them you know that that could be a, a pretty interesting plot twist mando likes droids now and so he needs a droid smith i don't know i, I don't know um so th- there's there's pretty cool action to come it sounds like they're they're going to be touching some other parts of the sequel trilogy which is kind of mm-hmm. cool like we're you know we're folding that into the story now we're going back to mandalore which we're going back to mandalore which appears to be a smoking crater yeah, so we know we're getting bo katan we saw her in the first yeah. trailer so i wonder if they're going to do as many cameos as they did or do a lot of tie-ins with like the jedi will we get luke again mm-hmm. will we get ahsoka like I wonder, I, I have this theory that they might be going away from that model of season two, where it's like, let's just throw every other yeah. spinoff that we can into this thing. Um, Boba, uh, Book of Boba Fett is another example. Yeah. I do wonder if we will get Boba Fett, though. So that's an open question. Maybe. Um, but there's it, it, it looks like it might stay a little bit more true to just the Mandalorians this time. And that, to me, would be a good thing. I'm open I, for whatever it is, but that would be a really good thing to kind of stay focused on the Mandalorians this time. I, I would be into that too. But, you know, I, I think that internal conflict for me is, is pretty interesting, but I think it is more exciting when there are external villains. So the Moff Gideons, yeah. you know, whoever the client was like those types of characters. So I, I hope we have more of those and I hope we have some like, you know, bounty hunting adventures. Yeah. You know, like where, where he's sort of going back to what he knows and, and all that stuff. And, I don't know. I don't, I, you're, I think you're right. I don't know what to expect fully, but I think the flashes of what we got for me, pretty darn That's interesting. Exciting. Yeah. Well, let's go on to another tangential piece of news that mm-hmm. relates to that, which is around the same time they dropped the names of the directors for season three. Yes. And I, ha- I haven't seen these. So fill me yeah. in. So I will fill you in right now. Um, three are returning and three are new. Uh, and maybe the more surprising part about this is that Dave Filoni and John Favreau are not going to be directors on at any all? of them at all. Wow. I mean, executive producers still and still right, running right, the thing. Right. Like that's yeah, that's not changed. That's huge. But they aren't directors. Um, the directors that are coming back, uh, Rick Famuyiwa, Famuyiwa. I can never say his last name. Sorry, um, but he was in. He definitely directed an episode in season one, or I think yes. season two, a couple. Um, he's coming back, but he's also the executive producer this time too. Oh, so cool. That's exciting. Mm-hmm. 
Um, Carl Weathers is going to be sitting yes. in the director's seat again. Yeah. He did and, an, He did an awesome. One of my favorite episodes was. Oh, uh, yeah. It was his. That, uh, that was a fantastic one. It stands on its own a bit, too, in, mm-hmm. in season two. And then, of course, one of our new favorites that sits in the director's seat, Bryce Dallas Howard. Ah, uh, so, so good. Going to continue to get some some more magic from her. I'm guessing hers is going to be another fan favorite episode, whichever it is. I'm sure. Um, the names of the newcomers, and I looked them all up, and frankly, I didn't know much of their past work besides one of them. Um, Lee Isaac Chung, uh, Peter Ramsey. I did know something he did, which was uh, he was a co-director of, like, of a trio of directors for hmm. Into the Spider-Verse. Um, no way. Pretty cool. Yeah. And then uh, Rachel Morrison was the last one um, who had a lot of cinematography uh, credits. I think Black Panther was one. Um, so she's gotten a lot of both television and film credits. But again, very it looks like they're very new, new to Star Wars. Um, and, so, and I think uh, Lee's case, he's new to television. Most of his previous work was film. So we'll see. And, and there's a long tradition since the very beginning <laughs> of star Wars of bringing talented people in and giving them the opportunity to do work like this. Yeah. And the bar is very high. And my expectation is that all these people are going to deliver in their own unique way. So yep. I I'm, I'm pumped for these new experiences. Yeah. Same with me. I mean, there's a, a few names that aren't on there that, you know, are surprising. Um, I'm trying to, what's the ant man director's name? Um, Dr. Mandible. Yeah. No, I just looked it up. <laughs> he does play him though. Uh or yeah, does the voice of him? I can't remember. I, no, I think no, he does. that's a cameo because of Ant-Man. Um Peyton Reed. Um, Peyton my Reed. guess is he's just too busy with Quantum Mania right now. So Yeah, which I'm excited about, but that's that's excited. a different podcast. Yes. <laughs> and now we're announcing our Marvel's Middle podcast. Nope. So, um, but, but speaking speaking of other projects, it's pretty amazing. Um, I don't know if you followed the like fan reaction to The Last of Us on HBO. Which stars Pedro Pascal. Yep. Amazing stuff. Yeah. I, I, I think so. Th- this season is going to run in to the Mandalorian and Pedro is going to be the leading man on multiple shows and multiple channels. And people are just going to be head over heels, I think, with both of those shows. So he's basically going to dictate his next paycheck after yeah. that. Yeah, uh, he's, and, he's a rising star. And I think back to when he told a story, I think it's Celebration, about when John Favreau invited him to his office to talk about the Mandalorian. And th- the phrase that Pedro used was, I went there thinking I was going to play some alien or some bug in space. And Favreau's <laughs> like, no, like we're considering you for the Mandalorian. Like this would be you, you would be the main character. And he didn't know that going in there. We just don't want to see your face is all right. That's all. I mean, it's we, nothing. Pedro, baby, we love your voice. Uh, <laughs> but now whatever. He's, he's he's a he's a pretty handsome man. I'm sure like a lot of. Yeah. Uh, yeah anyway, well, well, he's he's now the leading man on multiple shows on, yeah. on multiple. Like, you know, Disney Plus is one of the biggest things. HBO is one of the biggest things ever. And, you know, now he's the leading man on two, you know, big landmark shows on both of those channels. So. Yeah, and he seems like a good dude. So happy for Pedro. Yeah, actually, he really does. Um, everything that he's, everything that he says and does, I'm just like that. Just seems like yeah, he agreed. Um, yeah. Well, obviously, we're excited for Mandalorian season three. We'll have mm-hmm. to talk about mm-hmm. that a little bit more as we mm-hmm. go through and survive the month of February for more reasons than one. 
one reason just because of winter. Uh, the other pieces of news that are out there, um, why don't you talk about Celebration? Yes, Celebration Europe is coming mm-hmm. up in April, which a lot of people took issue with the name because it's in London and uh, politically the UK is no longer part of Europe, but th- that's a separate well, debate. No, it is. It's not no longer part of the EU. Well, it, yes. And some people equate the EU with Europe and some people equate Europe as a continent. It is a continent. But some people say <laughs> that the UK breaking away from the EU is turning its back on Europe. And okay. I, I mean, I understand that, but you can't say it's not Europe. So we've gone from an Ant-Man podcast to <laughs> a geopolitical current events podcast. But anyway, we're very close to fun with flags. If you want a, uh... <laughs> so another reference there and start that podcast. Like let's, let's, let's get the train back on the tracks here. Take away. This celebration. Building London. Too. Look at that. April. They've announced all the guests and there's a couple that are missing that I would have expected. Yeah. Okay. You and I are not going to be there. Oh man. Unless you win that contest that just popped up on your phone. That shows Microsoft knows me while you're playing candy crush with that, with your ad blocker off or whatever you're doing for everybody. Like we were just about to hit record and I get this, uh, this alert from Microsoft of like, win a trip to star Wars celebration. They went, does it know me or does it know me? Like, that's pretty, pretty good. It's got my data somewhere in its cloud. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It knows. Yeah. Um, yeah. But so celebration is going to be over Easter weekend, which, you know, another thing people are sort of a little bit on the fence about. But my understanding is that in the UK, a, a lot of people have an extended weekend. And so a lot of people will be able to kind of get the Friday, Saturday package or whatever they might want to do. Um, but the, the, what I'm trying to get at here is celebrations coming up Europe this year. They just announced the lineup of like the headlining guests and they'll, they'll add to this as you get a little bit closer, mm-hmm. but we have Anthony Daniels, Noam, Ashley Eckstein, Ooh. Just kidding. Matt Lantner, yep. D Bradley Baker, mm-hmm. John Carlo Esposito, Noam, Vivian Lyra Blair. She's cool. And um, Indira Varna. Yeah, uh, that I might actually if I were to go visit it, it might have been her. Yeah, because I loved her role as uh, Tala. Yeah, fantastic. She was fantastic. Yeah, she was a standout from that show. So we, we've we got a lot of different big hitters and, and that'll snowball. Uh, other folks will make appearances, um, but those are all sort of front and center recognizable names in the Star Wars galaxy. So if you're going to go tag us in some pictures you know, sh- share your experience on social media and we will with jealousy um, and, and enjoy looking at all those pictures and stuff like that back here in the States. I just realized that I missed my opportunity for an arrested development uh, line. Do you want me to rewind? You want to go back? Yeah. Say, say one of the, say one of the female, Anthony Daniels, no, Ashley Eckstein, her. There we go. That's all I wanted to do. Well done. Thank you. No problem. <laughs> all right. Moving on. What um, else we got? That's that's all very exciting. The very last one. And then we can get to our main segment. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, Lego fans. Do you like Legos? I do. I, I do. know you do. Hey, I got you something similar to this this piece of news. Uh, yes. The, the, the Scout Trooper mm-hmm. helmet. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Stormtroopers. It's, it's, it's on display. 
um, yeah. next to the TV downstairs. Well, you can get another one from Return of the Jedi, the Boosh helmet. Boosh. Yeah. The disguise that Leia wears into Jabba's palace. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. You can now put that, uh, I guess, bust, right? The the Isn't that what they call it? Like the, yeah. When it's, it's a, the helmet? It's a, yeah. Usually uh, when it, it's it, a head. When, when it's a head or the head and shoulders, I think it's right. typically called a bust. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess it's not shoulders. So it's not technically that. But you can build that. Whatever that is. You can build that helmet and put it on your shelf on display. Because uh, they're going to be, it, it was announced that it's coming out, which is really yeah. cool. Just today, I think. I think so. Yeah. yeah we're, we're on top of things. Uh-huh. I love Lego stuff, but I just don't have enough space in my on my shelves here. No, it's amazing like how quickly uh, you know, your, your shelving uh, does fill up. And I, I follow a girl online on Instagram who exclusively collects Star Wars Legos and assembles Star Wars Lego sets. Yeah. She actually had a, she had a running bit. Uh, I think it was in December where <laughs> she would blindfold her brother and <laughs> he had to guess which Lego set it was because she would throw <laughs> it at him and it would hit him. <laughs> you told me about this. Did you see this last episode or is this just me? It, it, it was recently. Um, <laughs> you told me this. But in, in the background, it's it's like floor to ceiling, wall to wall shelving covered with lego stuff and it's like she's gonna have to get a bigger house like yeah it 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 really does add up quickly but i i do love it too you just you have to be a little bit picky about what you're gonna get you do and that's the hard part or or you take them apart and put them back in its box and build it again later and just keep rotating like i guess the fun never ends if you do that but yeah yeah i mean i like building stuff and putting it on display too so i like putting it on display and you know what else i've seen recently that i What's really that? like buying light kits for your Legos. Oh yes. I I need to get one for my Infinity Gauntlet. Is it, you can get one for your Infinity Gauntlet. You can, can get one for the Razor Crest. I can. And yeah, and then it's all lit up. Somebody sort of designed it so it looks like uh it, it looks like a model, like a scale model, almost like okay. theatrical. So look into it, but I've seen a lot of people doing that on Instagram and TikTok and stuff like that and some people get really creative where they, you know, light up the um the rockets on the back of their star destroyer and stuff like that. Yeah. Super cool stuff. So, yeah, I love it, man. I'm, I've got a hundred dollars in like Amazon credits that I can spend on anything. I'm like, should I just get another Lego set? So I'm really feeling a Lego itch right now. So I might be putting something together like that soon. <laughs> Very cool. Very cool. Anyway, that's all the news that we got for you tonight, yep. folks. Let us get into our main segment. Take it away. More to the story. Dun, 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 dun. And this one we're going to talk about this week is Stormtroopers. Yeah. Uh, and the title of this episode, we decided to be called uh, Storming the Castle. Mm-hmm. I threw in Maz's Castle, Storming Maz's Castle. But I don't know. We I think we have another episode with Maz's name in it. Let's let's you know give that one a break. Um, but yeah, we're just going to talk about Stormtroopers, about a bunch of different stuff. I did a bunch of different things to prepare. I, I have a book called Stormtroopers mm-hmm. uh, that's just dedicated to the history of, of the the cladded man in armor yes and uh read that a little bit i didn't read all of it so you know got some more to do um i watched a documentary on the rose bowl parade uh star warriors and and looked at that cool. it's more about like the 501st so yeah we're gonna go a little bit all over the place but uh any any ideas on where we should start with this one dude i've been dying to talk to you about something Stormtrooper related. Okay, you Um, start. Since this morning. So I woke up. I woke up. (laughs) It's been a long day for you is what you're telling me. (laughs) I woke up this morning and I I was on Reddit, which I don't recommend to anybody. 
wait, wait, wait. Was there like a bathroom break in there, a shower, or is this like first thing you do is wake up and get on Reddit? It was one of the first things I happened to do today. Over the bowl of cereal. Okay, got it. Yep. Um, and in the Star Wars subreddit, which is as good and bad as the whole Star Wars fandom can be, okay. there was a really interesting thread that somebody started about the darker moments in Star Wars. What What are some kind of heavy, dark moments from across all the different media that stand out to you, that sort of stay with you, that make you go, oh, gosh, that was a little bit heavy. Yeah. And somebody put in there, it always stuck with me that the Ewoks eat the stormtroopers that they killed. Mm -hmm. And then a bunch of people were backing them up. And I was kind of like, <laughs> they did? <laughs> Like, I mean, yeah, they're, they're, they're barbaric. They, they had Luke and Han on a pole ready to okay. roast them. So they were definitely going to eat them. Yes. I, I, I don't disagree with that, but I guess <laughs> I just never stopped and thought that like when, when, when at the end of Jedi, when they're playing like their helmets as bongos and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. I never thought about like, oh, they ate those guys. It's no I, longer a happy moment for you. You're like. <laughs> You're watching the celebration. All right. Yeah. They're, oh, those stormtroopers. No. They're they're just sort of dancing around and like they're having a celebration. But they really are these little like murder bear carnivorous <laughs> animals that literally just ate all these people. These who, are your favorite people. These are your favorite. You love Ewoks. Dude, I love Ewoks. And you gotta take out the good with the bad, man. I, I, I do. I accept it. And you know what? They were just defending the place that they lived and they had every right to do that. But it feels to me like, yeah, it's a little bit of a dark line to cross to be like, yeah. you know, you're, you're in, you're in our, our space, you're on our land. We're going to find fun, primitive ways to, you know, knock over your, uh, ATAT and whatever. <laughs> um, and then because we're, we're hungry, right? Because we're starving <laughs> and we want to eat every last one of you. You gotta wonder if while they're talking, while the Ewoks are talking about should we go and help them, that they're just like, hey, you know, if we win, we get to eat them. <laughs> and that was that was it. They're like, sure, we're in now. Uh, you know, one one of the saddest moments, and Chris actually had a really good uh, video about this recently. Like one one of the saddest moments in all of Star Wars for me is the moment in Return of the Jedi when one of the Ewoks gets killed. Mm -hmm. You know. And his friend mm -hmm. kind of rolls him over and realizes that yeah. he's not breathing and That's gets all sad. sad. Part. Yeah, I was wondering about that too. Is he just sad? Because he's like, you're going to miss dinner. <laughs> it's going to be delicious. <laughs> We're having big stormtrooper. <laughs> <laughs> They're probably like, we were so close to getting big Jedi, but oh, we'll take stormtroopers. We'll take stormtroopers, yeah. Oh. Um so that, they're looking that, at the menu and they're just like, oh, I'm stuck between these two. But well, yeah, I what's the catch of the day? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, but so the wild thing was, so I'm reading this and my eyes are getting all wide because I'm like, gosh, I just I never thought I about just woke this. up, guys. I, and now I'm really awake because <laughs> I'm thinking of these adorable little murder bears eating their their captive stormtroopers. <laughs> and then my cousin texts me, my cousin who lives in London and he starts going off about like, I guess I never thought about the Ewoks eating stormtroopers. <laughs> and so he and I had like the same moment, roughly the same time of day. Um, 
well, whatever time it was in in London. Well, yeah, what what you it was, know? It was lunchtime for him. The, the scene you're eating moment. breakfast. He's leading lunch, and you're both like, "I'm not hungry anymore." <laughs> yeah. So I I don't know where the conversation can go from here. I've got some ideas. I, I I've got another place that we could potentially take it. But like, I, did, did you ever hey, think about that? I I I did I did not get that deep into my thoughts on uh, Ewoks yet. Maybe we have a whole episode dedicated to Ewoks next. After Order 66. I mean, it would be just <laughs> as brutal as Order 66, apparently. Yeah, that, that's Order 67. That was next in line. Order, order um, 67. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Ewoks eating all the stormtroopers. <laughs> this has really gone off the rails here. Um, Execute Order 67. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Look out, everybody. <laughs> oh, wow. Um that would be terrible. I don't know who would give that order, but it's probably not <laughs> the emperor. That's a good point. Who's even asking for that? No, this this was the this was the rebellion at that point. They're just like, you know what? Let's let's give them a dose of their own medicine. We got to do what we got to do. Yep. Okay. Um, <laughs> I don't know where to go from here. And anyway, that's our show. <laughs> welcome back, folks. Um. All right. Like I well I could try. I I could tell you about the conversation I had with some AI about stormtroopers. Oh man, where is this one going to go? Go ahead. <laughs> um, so this this is not Chat GPT that everybody's been hearing a whole bunch about. Um, yeah, and if you're not familiar, it seems like just in the last few months, it's come into the popular conscious that AI has gotten to a point where it can write its papers for you, and it can, you know, uh, basically do the things that humans used to spend hours doing. Um, but you can. It, it, yeah. And and look, just a couple of years ago, the blue bantha milk guys were feeding stuff into some AI and it was spitting out ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> it was doing good advertisement right here, by the way. I didn't realize. Yeah. What do you have? Aha. Uh-huh. Something uh, bubbly. Nice. Anyway, just water. But the, so the Blue Bantha Milk guys and Chris Ryan's and others were getting together and they were feeding stuff into AI and it was spitting out ridiculous scripts that barely made sense and that were unintentionally hilarious and stuff like yeah. that. But now all of a sudden it's, just, it's gotten like really sharp and clean and stuff coming out of it does make sense and whatever. Um, and, and you can kind of have a dialogue with it. And so yeah. chat GPT is recently is often overwhelmed by users. And so you can't get in. Yeah, you kind of have to wait or, you know, abandon it, which is what I did. And I went to a competitor AI platform and I started asking it questions about okay. stormtroopers. Okay. And specifically, like you, you and I were chatting about this, about how they're faceless and yeah. yeah. And the mask conceals who they are. Mm-hmm. And some of that is storytelling. Uh, but some of that's like a practical thing of like, you know, they come across as cold and emotionless. And if you see 20 of these guys running at you and there's no sympathy in their eyes, then you're going to react differently than if you see human beings, for example. Yeah. But I was thinking like, they seem so disposable in Mm -hmm. the star Wars stories. So how many of them are there? Mm -hmm. So I started talking to this AI and I asked a bunch of questions about how many of them there might be. And one of the first things I learned is that, each each core of stormtroopers is made up of four regiments, and those four regiments add up to twelve thousand eight hundred stormtroopers. Okay, 
And there is approximately 45, according to this AI that I was talking to, yeah. approximately 45,000 stormtroopers per Star Destroyer. And then somebody did the math that the AI picked up. And that means that there's 1.1 billion stormtroopers just on Star Destroyers, which seems what? like a lot. Because there's so many Star Destroyers. I guess. So you're talking about all the Star Destroyers. Correct. Collectively. Not one Star Destroyer has 1.1 no, billion. All of them. The whole okay. fleet or whatever you call it. That's insanity. Yeah. I mean, I guess I could see that a little bit. I mean, it's a big galaxy. It's a big galaxy. But you probably got a lot of recruits. Like, how do you manage all that? Man. I don't know. It sounds expensive, right? But very expensive. Yeah. Um, so I, you know, I just was trying to get a sense of like, what's the scale of this nameless faceless fighting force. And suffice to say, you know, nobody really knows, and this is all fiction anyway, but it's probably an astronomical number. Yeah. And it's, it's just, it's a machine, right? Like it's, it's constantly as they die off, they're bringing in new ones and so on. And we can talk a little bit about that process, but, um, so just the scale of this is something where I was like, oh, gosh, that's probably I, there's probably even way more than I ever would have imagined. I never thought of it that way, honestly. And when you think about, yeah, how disposable they are and, and how much they they can't shoot, but are easily easy, almost too easy to take down. They uh, they got to be. I mean, we saw a recruitment center in solo, but they got to be really pedal to the metal on recruiting all the time because they've got a lot to replace and it's a yeah. big big army and, and they have an endless amount of conflict that they get themselves involved in and so exactly. they need they need a fighting force for all these different things on Mimbin and whatever else and <laughs> yeah uh, it, it's just endless like you can never have enough yeah and 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 at the same time somehow they do so, so somehow they do that that's uh that's actually really fascinating was there anything else you asked this ai um, yeah, some personal questions, but yeah. oh, okay. Not like ones that make you think like, you know, where, where's the center of the universe? I don't know if that's one you would, I'm, I'm going to write that one down. <laughs> okay. You can ask that one next time <laughs> of chat GPT when you log in. Um, well, that's all awesome stuff. I mean, let, let's, let's, um, let's talk a little bit about that point about stormtroopers being anonymous and, yeah. Um, and kind of the vision that, that George Lucas had for them that they could be anyone. They are the everyman, right? Mm -hmm. um, and to the audience, they're, they're masks. So you don't really, it's interesting. You don't really treat them like they're another human. And so yeah. when you see them fall, you're not like, oh, oh yeah, I feel bad for that guy. You're like, oh, it's just a stormtrooper. And yeah. I, I didn't, didn't see his face, right? Yeah. Um, so it kind of makes it a little, it helps to make it a little bit more family friendly when you think about that. Um, yeah, because w when, when they get hit or when they get shot or whatever, you don't see them grimace in pain or tears or any of that stuff. It's right, just, right. just They're that, gone. that cold stare of the mask. Yeah. Um, but, but it's interesting, but because there are actual individuals and people under there and the more that, that Star Wars has grown and developed, we've learned about that. Like when mm -hmm. we got clones and, mm -hmm. And that was another example of just like, oh, it's just a clone. We can just make another one, mm -hmm. you know. And and they did a whole storyline. And Clone Wars is all about that. Ahsoka's one of Ahsoka's characteristics, defining characteristics, is about how she treats clone troopers like yes. actual humans. Um, 
And so, you know, I think Star Wars is going to, over the years, kind of done more to uh, personify stormtroopers. But I think the one of the best examples has got to be Finn. Um, Absolutely. Right. And I think the it's interesting because in, in Force Awakens, you know, they mark his helmet so that you can tell the difference from him. But then, like, the whole movie, uh, it, like, the subplot to it is Finn, um, you know, going from the one who's running, wants to run from the Empire to the one who ends up fighting the empire and embracing that part of his character um, and, and, and becoming, or that journey, I should say. And becoming an individual, which is something, an individual. Yes. something that he never had the opportunity to do before. And and the evolution of stormtroopers in, is an interesting one where you start out with clones who are literally identical to one another. Yeah. And then you go to stormtroopers, which uh, under Emperor Palpatine were graduates of the Imperial Academy and became yep. stormtroopers that way, but then that then put on the helmet and became identical to one another. Yeah. And, and then you had the first order, which trained troopers like Finn from birth, where they took them away from their parents and tried to make them super soldiers or whatever, and tried to prevent them ever becoming individuals and so a lot of like the story arc of troopers is making sure that you aren't your own person and in different yeah. ways. And a lot of what's really cool about the sequel trilogy is Finn saying, no, I am my own person and discovering what all that means. And I, and I have a choice, a choice, independence, I have right. agency, I get to pick and, mm -hmm. and he does. And it's, I, I think um, the further way that we get, from the sequel trilogy i appreciate finn's story more and more and would like to get yeah. more of it i know right that'd yeah. be nice um more comics that's that's more a comics. Good, good avenue for comics to fill in the gaps yeah um <clears throat> and there's been some novelization efforts to do that too but um no I, there was a, a note that i took here i'm trying to find it um and it was something along the same lines of uh, you know, personifying or, or helping to kind of bring life to these stormtroopers. Oh, here it was. Um, they, uh, you think about like your point about clones, right? And they mm -hmm. didn't have a choice. They were made for a sole purpose and they, you know, they had chips in their head and they had, uh, in some cases they were modified from their original DNA to be something different. And just, they were just a, a Petri dish to, the, to, you know, they're a science experiment. Exactly. They're, you just do whatever you want. And a, a little bit of a, you know, I, I would imagine the doctors that were doing that cloning had, the, had to remove a lot of emotion, right? Mm -hmm, in doing mm -hmm. a lot of that. Um, so, yeah, that's a difficult situation to be in. You mentioned everything with the First Order troopers, that they were stolen from birth. They didn't have a choice. Um, but then you have the stormtroopers in the middle of all that that did have a choice. And they did choose to join the Empire. Um, and the sad part about their story is that they were fed false information. They were lied to, indoctrinated um, with the idea that they were helping, that they were imposing order on a chaotic galaxy. And I, I'm, I actually am stealing this line from the, 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 um, the Stormtroopers book that I read. But like the fact that they were essentially brainwashed um, – just like the kids uh, in first in the first order would have been to f fight for a cause that they said was noble, 
but truly wasn't. It's sad. It's it's a really sad, sad story. Um, I mean, frankly, it kind of makes me think of some other geopolitical issues right now. Uh, um, yeah, I, I totally agree. But like that's that's essentially what uh what these stormtroopers are is yeah is brainwashed. Yeah. Um, and and that's kind of sad and, and tricked and 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 yeah uh you know brought in under false pretenses like they expect to be able to they expect to have a noble cause that they're fighting for yeah. if and when they're fighting um and it's a total bait and switch but um but you know i i that but then they start to rise through the ranks and yeah. they become the captain phasmas of the galaxy yeah. and things like that. So at a certain well, point, stay, at some point they, they don't believe themselves to be brainwashed, right? You have the, when Finn de- deters, exactly. yeah. there's a few that follow and you get, and you see that story a little bit more in um, rise of Skywalker with uh oh crowd. What's her name? Jana, um, Jana, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You get that with Jana a little bit more, which is exciting to see. Like there are more of them that did that, mm-hmm. but then there's the one that, that calls Finn a traitor. And fights him at Maz's yes. castle, storming Maz's yeah. castle. See, yeah, um, here we are, <laughs> full circle. Um, but yeah, you get that. Uh, you you've got a lot of them that are kind of heavily believing the spoonful of lies that they've been fed. But do, but don't you think like uh, because because we'll discuss this. But there are all different types of troopers. Yeah, don't you think if you got assigned to be a death trooper, mm-hmm. a death trooper, you don't think you would ask yourself like. Am I? Am I bad? Am I <laughs> Are bad we the guy? bad guys? Are we the baddies? <laughs> yeah. I thought they were the baddies. We're the. I'm. I'm a death trooper. Like, is there an equivalent of that in the army or something like that? Like, an assassin? I. I don't know. I don't like. Know. You, you go. I'm an assassin. Am I the bad guy? <laughs> <laughs> you know, Jason Bourne type. No, and and yeah, and you you get sold a bill of goods, and they tell you that you know, yeah, yes, you are here to eliminate a threat to You're the right, peace right. and the order of the galaxy. But, and that's the thing is I'm not comparing the two, you know, but it's, yeah. it's no, no, no. Uh, yeah. But, but uh, yeah, you just, they, they, it seems like they kind of beat it out of you and eliminate any opportunity for individuality. And it must be, it must be so disorienting to yeah. be assigned numbers and letters yeah, and and to look around, look to your left and look to your right. You all look the same, same identical. No, uh, unless you were a death trooper versus a snow trooper, or, yeah. right? Different troopers, <clears throat> but if it, like within your regimen, you look left yeah. and right, and it's all people wearing the same thing, and it's it's got to be, it's got to start to wipe your mind clean of any sense of individuality. Yeah, and and, and that's, I don't know, that feels like such a Palpatine thing to just like, oh, oh totally a way of controlling a mass of people by messing with their heads. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if, if that's not working, I mean, he can just use some kind of uh dark side trick to, to get them to, yeah. you know, some mind trick, basically the Jedi do it too. Um, do, you, do you know, is, is there any like rhyme or reason behind the, the letters and numbers for stormtroopers? I don't know, actually. That's a good question. I bet there is. I mean, I think there is with like the maybe the first letters, but like the TK. But um, there's the that's TKs. And then, I mean, I know that some of them were like they were originally going to do like one one three eight to um, because of George Lucas's first THX, right? Yeah. Um, so I mean, that was originally in the plan for um, TK four two one, I think. Um, but 
they 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 went with that instead. Um, so I actually don't know. I mean, they're just letters and numbers. That's the point. Yeah, they they're stripped of a name. They're given they're barcodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're exactly. barcodes instead of any identity. And yeah, yeah. and and, and um, so that you know that that's you know I think some people thought of it as like a sentimental sentimental moment and like a little bit of a cheesy moment. But when in uh, Force of Weekends, when Poe calls Finn Finn for the first time, mm-hmm. like in, in in the face gives of, him a name, gives him a name in the face of like never having an individual identity and all that stuff. Like that's kind of a powerful moment, and like that's that's the type of stuff I look back on, kind of knowing the whole story mm-hmm. now and appreciating even more than I did back then, and I, and I, I loved it back then. So well, and they I know that you know there's some uh, people that weren't really happy with. You know, in Last Jedi, for example, when he's like still running and and he's kind of, uh, you know, kind of a lost puppy out there sometimes, um, finding his way. Felt. Finding, yeah, finding his way. Still kind of de- deciding, like, is he in or is he out? Right? Yeah. You think of really like the psychological baggage he's got to be carrying with him from realizing he was stolen at birth or running away from the Empire and, and all and everything that he knew and you know, like. There's there's some psychological damage and, that he's got to overcome, you know, and, and, he's, and knowing knowing what the empire's capable of from yeah. the inside, like yeah, like he's he's acting rationally by thinking like maybe I should run away. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, it's a it's a great character. What makes it even better too is the fact that he ends up being force sensitive. Yes, at the end of it, right? And that kind of just, um, I don't know. That's the icing on the cake. It, and I know a lot of people are like, oh, they should have planned that from the beginning. Like to me. It, it kind of was planned from the beginning because in uh Force Awakens, he was able to carry a lightsaber. Yeah. Right? Like you can't just do that. We've learned from the Mandalorian and everything. Like you can't just do that. Yeah. Like you have to have some force sensitivity and abilities to to be able to do that. So um it did it did feel like that was kind of planted from the beginning for me. Yeah, that that that's fair. Um again, I'll say I hope we get a little bit more of Finn in the future in some format yeah. or another comic book or on the big screen would be ideal, but um, we shall see. Uh, <clears throat> so what else about the stormtroopers as we get them at the end in the first order kind of stands out to you as being different from the prior incarnations of stormtroopers? You mean like with their, their armor and, and their armor or sort of how the first order is using them, like any of that stuff. I don't know where you what you're thinking with this, but for me, one of the things that I've always loved is, and this is one thing I loved about the sequel trilogy, mm-hmm. is the stormtroopers and the design of them, and just how much cleaner they look, and how and like and they're a little bit more updated. Like the the black features contrasting with the white features really pops a lot more. Like I, you remember that first scene, and we can get to that. Oh scene, yeah, like, yeah, with that. Very- and when they're in the shuttle and like yeah. the lights are flickering and yes, they're sort of rocking around. Yeah. Then pause on that note for a second. This is how important star stormtroopers are to the franchise. That was the very first the scene first visual of the sequel trilogy, right? Yeah. That was also the very first scene of the main trilogy, mm-hmm. the original trilogy. Star Wars starts. What do we see? Two ships firing at each other. We see a bunch of rebels lining up to shoot at someone. And who comes through the door? But stormtroopers. Yeah. They are as iconic to Star Wars as Darth Vader was. Oh, yeah. And because Darth Vader is the one that comes in next. And it's so interesting. Like the way that actually the original screenplay play talks about um about that contrast and how I'll I'll literally read it right here. Um with fascist precision. 
10 stormtroopers wearing ominous armored spacesuits drop onto the top of the disabled rebel craft. So a little bit of changes after yeah. the first battle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the fight ensues between the rebel stormtroopers until the remaining stormtroopers bow low toward the doorway. An awesome seven foot black knight of the Sith makes his way into the blinding light of the they bowed. Area. Bowed. Yeah. This is Lord Darth Vader, right hand of the Master Sith. His sinister face is partially obscured by his flowing black robes and grotesque black mask, which are in sharp contrast to the fascist white armored suits of the Imperial Stormtroopers. Hmm. Really cool the way that they set that uh, George wow. set that up, right? Wow, yeah. But so first of all, yeah, they're supposed to be in contrast. But again, like that's how important they are to Star Wars, is like that they are the first word in the sentence. Right there, that's it's how it kicks off, um, and and to that point, it's really I don't know if I know in any other franchise where they've seen this. When you watch Star Wars, they're clearly the villains, right? Oh yeah, but then you go to Galaxy's Edge, and then you see me put on a stormtrooper helmet, and you see anyone dress up on it, and what are they? They're heroes. They're exciting. They're like in real life, you are so excited. You don't see them as the villains anymore. You're like excited to see a stormtrooper. In real life, they are here almost heroes. Yeah. Is there any other franchise where that happens? Where it's like in one form they're a villain, and the other form they're a villain or a hero? You know, nothing immediately comes to mind. Um, but that's a good point. And and you know, we wanted to talk about the 501st a little bit as well. Yes. And- the vast majority of people who are costuming with the 501st are doing it as stormtroopers or other bad guys from Star Wars. Right. But but mostly stormtroopers. Like I think over 90% of what I see are from different eras stormtroopers. Right. Um but and and then what do they do in the world? They're I think their motto is bad guys doing good. These these are for anybody who's unaware, these are people who dress up in cinematically accurate star wars uh cosplay which they typically make themselves Mm -hmm, they do scratch and they do stuff like go to a children's hospital yeah walk in a parade for a charity event um raise money or food for food drives uh I, i we follow a bunch of their accounts on facebook and instagram the different starburst accounts yeah and i i saw one recently the 501st garrison in Tokyo went around and did a big litter pickup event. So you're walking through Tokyo and there's just stormtroopers picking up, uh, you know, soda cans and, you know, candy wrappers and things like that. <laughs> so we we've, we've kind of brought, they them like in. order. Maybe that's why, maybe that's why they're, they're restoring order to Tokyo by picking up <laughs> soda cans. Uh, but we've kind of brought them into our world and made them heroes in ways. Yeah. And they're not that on screen. The other, the other contrasting thing, literally, that that always stood out to me, literally, is it seems like anywhere else, armies are camouflaged in some way, and mm-hmm. stormtroopers are always this polished, gleaming white. Like you never see any fingerprints or smudges. They're never dirty. The mouse droids are always running between their feet, cleaning the floor where they're even walking. There are camo versions, though, on Kashyyyk. There, there are, but most of the time when you see them, the iconic yeah. ones are like these standout bright white, um, yeah, 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 uniforms. So, but you're right. There, there are there are different versions for different uses, 
but it's just uh i think maybe that's part of them being imposing is like it's just you can't visually miss them like they stand out against whatever background they're on yeah yeah they can't hide unless they i mean and they don't want to. I don't know. They, like, uh, unless they stood against a white wall. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess so. <laughs> That's the only one. Yeah. The, it, it looks like they're like the, so the snow troopers wearing all white. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Um, yes, exactly. But and that's I what guess... makes them a little bit more menacing too, is they do blend in with their, their surroundings. And that was an advantage for them and for the empire going yeah. into, uh, yeah. um, going into the battle of Hoth. Yes. So, um, Let's talk about some of the different kinds for a second here. Sure. Um, so, I mean, I just kind of rattled off a bunch earlier, right? But yeah, you do have a bunch. You have the just the Imperial wait, Stormtrooper. Wait, wait. Let's see how many we can name without looking at your list. Okay. That's not nice. Uh, <laughs> well, let's see how many we can name. Okay. Shock Trooper. Shock Trooper. Okay. This is the next one. And, what, um, and Shock Troopers are... Okay. You want to keep going with the naming well, thing? Well, wait. What's the Shock Trooper? So... Shock troopers are, they're kind of like your, um, I think of them similar to death troopers where they're one of your highest uh, class mm-hmm. of stormtroopers. Um, you know, very unique skill set and some of the best in the class, you know, so they end up being shock troopers. I think there are a lot of times like they protected the empire or emperor. They, they were on Coruscant and stuff. So, mm. um, yeah, so they, that ended up being, and, and they're very distinguishable. I think, are they the ones with the red markings? I think, um, I think so. So yeah, shock troopers are, are pretty cool. Uh, sorry, I glanced at my list. My bad. Um, but I said death troopers. That was the next death one. Death troopers. Um, you may remember death troopers from. Uh, they're the ones that are backing up Krennic when they go to find Galen Urso on his his farmer planet where yeah. he's living his peaceful life. Um, one of the things I've always loved about them and their design was the green lights. They're all black. And then this green light that kind of emanates from it was, I think their, their eyes are, might be green. And sometimes they have like hmm. the, like little like laser. It's like something, something in their mask. Yeah, exactly. So I will, I love that. Um, and then the second piece is the way they speak. You notice they're not, they're not comprehensible. Mm. Like when they talk they're it's not like you hear what they're saying. They're almost, but you'd know that they're talking. It's like they're hmm. speaking in a code or they're speaking through a radio to each other. And the only get like the static. I never so, stopped to think about that. I'm a weirdo and nerd and stuff. So I do. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I always wondered what they're doing. Like, are they, are they just speaking to each other? Yeah. You know, yeah, and coordinating yeah. and don't, and that's part of the advantage is that you don't know what they're saying. Ah, I like that. So yeah. Death troopers. You want to go for one next? Um, Scout trooper. Yeah, no, we said that one earlier. Yeah, yeah, scout troopers are the ones that ride the speed or speed horse. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! Leave that in. Don't edit that out. Oh no, scout, I never do. Scout troopers are the ones that ride the speeders. All on, right, on Andor, <laughs> that are sadly eaten at the end. Welcome, Randy. Movie. I didn't know Randy was joining the podcast tonight. <laughs> Old inside joke. Go back to episode twenty, probably, to find or, out. Or episode two. <laughs> that was pretty early on, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, scout troopers. <laughs> scout troopers. Something interesting I read about them is that their uh, their armor is meant to be lighter and more oh, flexible. That makes because sense. they're riding the bike and yeah. they're walking around a lot, scouting, uh, yeah. on patrol. So, are there yeah. different levels? I don't. I don't know if there are. Like, are there Cub Scout troopers? 
Eagle Scout Troopers. One? What's your next one? <laughs> I'm trying to keep this on the tra- on the rails. Train tracks. Keep going. What's your next one? <laughs> oh gosh. Um. Uh. uh, uh well, I, well, I said Snow Troopers. One you of did? my favorite ones. Snow Troopers. Yeah. Why is that? I, I, I love Empire. I've always loved Empire. Yeah. I've always loved the battle scene on, on Hoth. Um, okay. Although I, I always thought it was interesting that like it became a nice, clear, sunny day for the battle scene. But I guess it just gives a better backdrop and you can see what's happening. I always thought it would have been cool yeah. if it was like they were fighting in a blizzard, you know? <laughs> You can't but, see anything. There's nothing on camera to see. Like, like you just you see. Like, it would have been cool if they did a shot where it was like just like lasers being shot at you, and you can't really see where they're coming from. Um, kind of like the kinda... uh, Attack of the Clones when there's the big sandstorm. Yes. Right. Exactly. And you see oh, yes. that's a cool scene. Right. Um. So I, I always like the snow snow troopers. I always like their uh, outfits. I always like the um. I guess it's it's sort of like the robe and the scarf kind of hanging around their mask and and they're all bundled up, but it just it looks intimidating and tough yeah. and cool and all that stuff. So yeah, uh, but well, yeah, let's keep going. I I agree, but let's go on the darker side a little bit again. I, I'm going to stick with the ones that are in black. Um, the Tie Fighter ones are, are pretty cool, but I was Ooh, yeah. I was actually thinking of uh, um, Purge Troopers. What is which, that even? So as the name suggests. And we're going to talk about Order 66 next time. They are tied to the Purge. They are some of the oh. elite, uh, elite force uh, with uh, uh, not force like the force, but like mm-hmm. a, a force within the ranks of uh, stormtroopers that are in charge of hunting down Jedi. So you imagine they got to be some of the best, right? Yeah. And they, they are. are like they give a pretty big headache to Cal Kestis, where I believe they were introduced in uh, in the video game um, Fallen Order. Uh, but what made it even better was then they were brought into um, Obi-Wan Kenobi series ah, just recently. Super um, cool. And the the I think it was specifically the fifth episode, the one where um, where they're kind of barricaded in. Uh, was that chapter five? I think might have been. Yeah. Um, so anyway, the, they're brought back into there. Um they're just cool. Again, that black with I think the red accent mm. just looks cool. And that's the other mm-hmm. thing. Like all of these stormtroopers just look really cool, you know? Yes. Um, so that was another one I was gonna pick. But so take a peek at your list. What haven't we hit yet? Dark troopers mm. was the next one, which we get. I mean, they're they were in um uh what's it called? Um the legacy, the non-canon, you know, that Disney wiped away. Yeah. Like they're introduced there and they're they started out as what, a droid what, and became like an exoskeleton. Yeah, right. What what were they introduced in? Do you know? Uh well in canon, they were introduced in Mandalorian. In, in Mando, but oh wh- no, 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 if... no, 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 they're in Rebels. Ah, did we get right. them in Rebels for the first time? Is that, oh, the, is that the first time, or did they come up? I thought they came up even before that somewhere. Um can't remember like, like in like an eu book or something like that i don't know well that's what no they were yeah that's what i'm saying okay i just don't know where in the extended universe they were brought up got it okay yeah, yeah when I you said maybe... eu you didn't mean the uh non-uk europe correct <laughs> i i didn't mean the continent that Full the uk circle. has turned its back on and by <laughs> the way we're, we're kidding around here and the uh if you look at our rankings of people who listen to this show or watch the show, um, the UK is a very close second to uh, 
Guatemala, which is where most of our <laughs> listeners are. <laughs> You're making this stuff up. Um, I am. No, at but least we that do, last part. But the UK is, yeah. The UK, the UK is up there. So yeah. um, we're just we're doing a, a little bit of gentle ribbing because we are jealous that you get celebration. Yes, that's that's it. And better chocolate. Um, but yeah, Dark Troopers, really good one. Yeah, and and I just I I. I'm wondering where they'll go. I wonder if they'll go the direction of like exoskeletons again. I mean, remember they're trying to, sounds like they're trying to like take, uh, they're trying to build like force sensitive, force sensitive, force powered or, or yeah. uh, Weaponized force powers. Droids. Yeah. So that, that's really, that's going to be interesting to see how that uh, evolves. I, I hope we get back to that because that is some crazy mad scientist empire stuff. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> um, th- so, I mean, there's a bunch more. There's Sith Troopers, mm-hmm. all clad in all red. That's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. the Shore Troopers, which we also get in. Uh, and some of it's just like they're wherever they're located, let's just add the word in front of them. Sand, shore, that, mud. That, that's you like know? This, the Empire has like all, all these different vehicles that are very specific for one type of climate or terrain or whatever. Yeah. And it seems like they have stormtroopers for that, too. Like if if the in, in the next film installment or whatever, they discover a new type of planet that is made up of what? Give me something. Well, I don't say lava because there's already magma troopers too. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. So if they find if they find bubblegum planet, there's going to be gum troopers. Gum, gum <laughs> troopers. <laughs> I don't even and, want to know what and, that looks like. And they'll have a gum ship that will be able to maneuver deftly through bubblegum seas. So they'll be pink, obviously. They'll be adorably pink. They'll be and the they'll sweetest be chewing, little things. They'll be chewing some big league chew. Yeah, I love Big League Chew <laughs> and spitting it out all over the place. No, and they're gonna they're gonna wrap it up they and do. they're gonna put it in the, in a trash receptacle. Oh, in Tokyo? No, that the ones in Tokyo, <laughs> the five of first will come up and clean up after them in Tokyo. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, gosh, we're all over the place tonight with stormtroopers. Um, there is a, well, let me let me do this. Okay, I did learn a lot of stuff from the stormtroopers book, and I I. I uh, have some more to read and, and stuff with it. Yeah, but I did tell learn me more. A few things that I, I thought were really interesting. Um, I mean, I guess this is the first one. So, uh, Macquarie, um, the artist, yeah. right? That Ralph. Re- Ralph Macquarie. Um, one of the things that he tried to do when he was creating Stormtroopers was, uh, you know, create different shapes and colors and everything because he wanted them to be distinguished, distinguishable. Um, it was always intended that. Uh, from George Lucas that they couldn't hit anything. That was always the intention. Really? But he also insisted that they were efficient. So take that as a oxymoron to consider, a paradox to consider tonight. Okay. Um, the first ever published image of Star of uh, Stormtroopers was uh, in a campaign booklet for Fox. Um, it included the Macquarie painting of the TIE fighter, the one with him from the back, the black one, cool. the black TIE fighter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which is interesting. How much do you think was the budget in Star Wars for the wardrobe department to create Stormtroopers? J- just for that part of the wardrobe? Like just Stormtroopers? Uh, yeah. Well, first of all, okay, two questions. How big was the budget for the, for the wardrobe department and how okay. much of that was for Stormtroopers? The budget for the whole wardrobe department for in 1970, 
six, six when they're filming. Yeah. I'm gonna say a hundred thousand dollars. Two hundred and twenty. So good okay. thinking. Okay. Uh was the total budget. Okay. Was that what you were guessing? Yes. Okay. And then of that, how much was for, for stormtroopers? A thousand bucks. Ninety-three thousand. Ninety-three thousand was for stormtroopers. Uh huh. A big portion of it was for stormtroopers. For the design, um, or for like actually manufacturing, for, for creating the wardrobes, for for okay, creating okay. the the stormtrooper. Okay, costume. I thought I thought it was just for the design, but um, now yeah, this is interesting. Right. So sand troopers and stormtroopers, they actually have different armor, and everyone's like, "Oh yeah, okay. that's for a reason," because they're different classes and stuff like Macquarie's paintings, like I was talking about. Um. Sand troopers were dirtier. They had different kind of cheeks. They had different panelings and, and details, paint details. And again, Macquarie envisioned this, but there's a practical reason actually why they were different. So the real reason that they're different um, is Wait, because- Wait, was, was one of them less expensive or something? No. The art and costume department uh, rushed the first batch so that they could get them to Tunisia to film- and you know, so they ended up being the sand troopers, and that gave them the more time to kind of finalize the details of it. And uh, those are the ones that ended up being in in, in the England shoots, um, in uh, in the actual you know Death Star. So mm. that's the actual reason why they were different. So cool, um, good book, isn't it? Right? Yeah, all I, this I is from his book. I, I love that background stuff. Oh, that that's all in that book. Cool. Yeah, this is all stuff that I've read in just the first like fifty pages of this book. Um, the guy who plays Fixer, you know, Luke's friend who ends up getting cut. Yeah. The same actor plays the stormtrooper that uh, gets mind tricked by Alec Guinness. By, no uh, Obi way. Wan. No yeah. way. Yeah, it's the same actor. So he made it in after all, just not with his face. Oh. Um, one of the stor- stunt coordinators, Peter Diamond, who was, uh, was in Star Wars New Hope, he was in it dozens of times. And he died dozens of times. <laughs> <laughs> no because way. he was, he ended up being a stormtrooper um and so yeah they like bunch of scenes of him dying just uh <laughs> you know from being a stunt coordinator in this this stormtrooper costume they just recycled him what a cool like conversational icebreaker to bring to a yeah, party he's like that one's me and that one's me and i'm yeah. dying there and look i'm shooting at luke and leia there from under the stairs that was him too um that that makes me think yeah. though of over the years, there's there have been, especially since the um, sequel trilogy, I would say in particular, there have been a lot of different celebrities and people who have wanted to be in a Star Wars movie and oh, who have wanted yeah. to like that's be a on, good point. Be on set and have the experience and and just fans like you and I, but with connections that can potentially get them there, <laughs> and uh, and and some have successfully gotten there. And one of the ways that you can put a blockbuster actor in a star Wars movie without distracting from the rest of the scene and not making them a main character as you make them a stormtrooper. Yeah. And so That's so cool, right? Who, who all, I think Daniel Craig, Daniel Craig is the first one that comes to mind. Cause he plays the one that's like, and I'll drop my weapon. Yes. Um, yep. That that's a great line. That would have been a good one to use if I was wearing isn't, a helmet isn't right now. Ed Sheeran, a stormtrooper. Ed Sheeran, I think was one. And then they ended up getting cut or something. Oh like that. shoot. Really? Um, okay. Oh, but he no. got to, he got, who was uh oh i could see his face the the one who plays in uh uh tom hardy oh is he one tom hardy was one and there was this whole scene with uh where finn came back in last jedi and mm-hmm. was on the elevator and one of them recognizes him 
I'm pretty sure that one was Tom Hardy. Ah, and he and, like ribs him a little bit. He's like, oh, look at you. You've made it. You're you're an officer now because he recognized Finn. Mm-hmm. So, and I was like, yeah, yeah, I see why they cut that. But man, that would have been a great, great moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but he got to be there. He got to have that experience. Yeah. He got to be on set. And and I think that's all him and Daniel Craig and Ed Sheeran and others yet to come. That's all they want is to have this Star Wars experience. And, then, they're- and Mandalorian. Uh Who's the comedian that played the the the, sh- the one who was trying to shoot the tin can? Oh yeah yeah yeah. Oh, um, the Ted Lasso guy, Jason Sudeikis. Jason Sudeikis, yeah, wasn't yeah. he one too? Yes, he was one. That's a really good point. So there's probably more of these to come. And, um, and this is become, that's one of the like fun things about Star Wars is like this has become a thing. It's one who's of the gonna fun. Play, who's going to cameo that character? Yes. Um. Oh my gosh, as part of the news, we didn't even talk about Bad Batch. We didn't. <laughs> But one of the things of Bad Batch in, in uh, the faster episode was uh, Teo, the, the droid, Ben Schwartz. Do you know well, who that is? Well, no, I don't. I'm, I'm racking my brain here. What would I know Ben Schwartz from? He is the worst. No way. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about now. I do now. I do now. He's uh, Jean Rapio. John, yeah, exactly. Um, that's the same. That's the same guy, and he's hilarious and and fast. Oh, I love it. Okay, I gotta watch it. I'm behind. I know, I know. Well, and those are two. I really liked faster in my second watch. The first watch, I was like, I don't know about this, and then I really liked it on my second one. Cool. Um, sorry we missed that in the news, guys. That's okay. Um, but anyway, yeah, that's a really good point about the cameos. I didn't, I didn't think about that. Yeah. Um, one more big thing that I learned from the book that I was really excited Please. to tell you about was this idea of super troopers mm. isn't that a movie it is yeah yeah not the movie super troopers was a concept at one point um i'm basically just gonna read you yeah what please do. it says in here about super troopers um so macquarie illustrated two types of snow troopers an officer design and a standard infantry soldier the officer design evolved from Lucas's idea that the Empire might deploy squads of identical white armored um, super commandos, according to the Empire Strikes Back sketchbook um, by Joe Johnson and Nilo. Uh, what's his name? Nilo Roto uh, Yamero? I don't know that name. Anyway, um, but the super commandos were, quote, troops from the Mandalore system armed with weapons built into their suits. Uh, McQuarrie and Johnson usually refer to the super commandos as super troopers and their preliminary designs evolved into a soldier who wore a head concealing helmet with a T-shaped mm. visor. Are you mm, picking up what's happening? Yeah, here? I'm seeing what is. Uh, yeah, OK. And a side mounted periscopic le- sensor device and a backpack that held a missile launcher. Okay, you following me? What's going yes. on here? Oh, my gosh. This is the origin of Lucas ultimately decided that the design for the super trooper would be better utilized for a single character he'd conceived for empire, the bounty hunter, Boba Fett. Wow. I did not know that until I read this book. So I learned no something idea. every day and it's got a picture of here of this white armor. I'm going to try to show it for our, our YouTube. Yeah, please friends. do this white armored. Can you see it? I've seen this picture before. Yeah. If you can raise it up just a little tiny bit upwards. Okay. All right. Did I yep. do it? Yep, Did I get yep, there? Yep. Um, yeah. The, it's just this white super trooper. Boba Fett out uh, costume. It's so oh, cool. I love it. I love it. 
kind of like that guy that we saw at uh do you remember at um comic-con yes he was doing the white suit but it was like he had like a uh, nice sparkly crystals all over yes. his helmet <laughs> yeah exactly a little bit like that so, so that was like a blend yeah that was almost like a like a blinged out super trooper yeah so uh, that was probably one of my favorite to learn in this one is you know they were talking about the design of the snow troopers but very cool uh, there's a few Love other it. good stuff in there but highly recommend picking it up very cool any other thoughts on stormtroopers we didn't even get to the stuff uh, the star warriors and the 501st um the rose bowl parade but we'll we'll talk about that one maybe another time okay um but yeah we're we're kind of running up on time i guess you're right <laughs> did you have anything else no i think we covered everything but it's been a delightful conversation it has. um i'm i'm we, already... you know what i would have been gonna get i would have been able to get to star warriors if we didn't talk about the murder bears as much as we did Yep, I apologize about that. Um, <laughs> sorry, funniest stuff ever. Don't but apologize. not sorry. Uh, but I'm 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 also I'm getting I'm getting excited to talk about Order sixty six next time for our sixty sixth episode, which one could rarely say about Order sixty six. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm excited about Order sixty six. Actually, I I saw a um an Instagram video the other day where it was a, a kid who's a pretty good guitar player, and he said. Uh, he has a series where he plays Life is a Highway at inappropriate moments. You know that song? <laughs> I know the song, but I can just imagine this. And and the video was uh it's it's the little Padawan kid who's like, Master Skywalker, there's too many of them. What will we do? And what, and, what are we going to do? Yeah. <laughs> and, and then Anakin pulls out his lightsaber and the kid just starts playing Life is a Highway. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. That's terrible. Yeah, and um, the so next episode has already started. That's where we're going next episode. So uh, buckle up. You know um, what would be funny is if we had a completely unscripted episode where we we picked the topic and we did no preparations for it to see where it goes. That's what I do every time. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I I have, I have pages of notes. I yeah, genuinely yeah, no, do. I know you're lying. <laughs> um, but so what else? Do we have to say? Do you want to cover our socials? Do you want to? Um... No, you're better at remembering those than I am. I will. I will end with thank you again. Thank you for oh, listening. That's nice. Not you. Oh, oh. I'm thinking right. you. Just thank you for being here, Jan. Because otherwise, I'd just be talking to myself, and that'd be boring. But um, so I guess thank you. Yeah. Well, um, thank you as well, and and thank you to our audience. Thank you for everybody who so kindly listens every week or two when we drop an episode. We appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, stay safe from that COVID thing. It sucks. Yeah. Um, stay, you know, stay cool, San Diego. I don't know what else to say, but just thank you for listening and thank you for the support. It's always it's always great to 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 hear from you. So please reach out to us on all of our socials. Uh, whether that's uh, see, you're better at this than I am. Twitter at the Star Bros Podcast, right? At Star Bros Podcast. See, this is why you do this. You can email us at the Star Bros Podcast at gmail.com. That's right. Yeah. Uh, you can reach out to us on Facebook or Hive. Mm -hmm. uh, did I miss anything, Social nope. Master? Um, no, just uh, remember Social that Trooper. We are on the Baraxium YouTube channel. We're very happy and proud to be part of the Baraxium family. Uh, you can find us on the Baraxium YouTube channel, not only doing our show, but we do quick shock quick shot comic book previews so we do spoiler free previews of star wars comics um typically like a day or two before they come out so if you're following along any of those you can you can find me and ben on there doing those um plus all of our 
our, our friends who are our fellow bro hosts. Uh, and then you can find the show wherever you get your podcasts. I'm always amazed by how many different podcast platforms there are now when I go to look at like um, some of our metrics. There, there's stuff that I've never even heard of. But if you're on Apple Podcasts or if you're going to go looking for us on Spotify or any of the other big ones, we're on there. Leave a review. That makes our day. Um, but m- most importantly, we're just happy you're here. We're happy that you're listening and we're happy Hopefully to Hopefully laughing out. with us instead of at us. Or at whatever. <laughs> Take as, it. As long as you're having a good time, we're happy. We so, got thick skin. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and then there's one more thing to say, and I think it's your turn. It's a wrap. Oh, you got right to it. <laughs> you got to it. <laughs> <laughs>